Hey guys, I'm Brooks. And I'm Mandy. So we're husband and wife entrepreneurs, and we believe that life and business are a giant adventure, and we want to live it with you guys. So let's get to it. Hey guys, so the Conkles have jumped in on the podcast game. Yes, we are here. Are you here? I'm here. Man, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. Like, so two years ago, did you even know what podcasts were? Like personally? No. Okay. When did you start listening to podcasts yourself? Oh, um, maybe like a year ago. Like a year ago. Okay. How do you listen to them by chance? Like, what's the player that you use? Um, well, through Apple, and then I have a couple different apps, actually. That you use to play them? Mm-hmm. Which one? So Apple, what's the other one? Just curious. Like, check it real quick. So I used, while you're checking, I used something called CastBox. Yeah. And, and ironically, I now actually stream podcasts through Spotify, even though I, I rarely, Spotify. I rarely yeah. use Spotify to listen mm-hmm. to music, but I use Spotify for like four podcasts. Yeah. So also, and then um, on, in addition to Spotify, I use something called the podcast app. The podcast app. Okay. Um, which is really crazy because like, so Spotify got into the game, Pandora streaming service got into the game, iHeartRadio has gotten to the streaming game. I don't really even know how that works and how that's changing the industry, but I know it's going to make podcasting a lot bigger. Um, it's not the reason why we wanted to jump on and get in, get involved like directly, but like for me, I just know that that's going to like catapult, catapult podcasting to the next, to the next level. Um, like so, some quick stats. So apparently now there's like five hundred thousand plus podcasts. A few years ago there were like two hundred thousand. So like for us to get out in the space and create a podcast, I totally get it. Like there's more competition, you know. But to compare that, um, the listenership is up seventy five percent as well. And there's close to so if you want to make a YouTube channel, which I have one as well, you know, there's like two billion of those. And of the world of blogging, there's millions of blogs out there. So, you know, it's actually a, a pretty cool medium to get content out there. Um, one, of the, one of the really cool stats that made me say, yeah, a podcast is a good thing to put out to, like, communicate with people is the fact that it's passive. Mm-hmm. So, like, when, when do, what are you doing when you listen to podcasts? Driving. Driving. Okay, cool. Yeah, me, me too. That's one of the things. If I'm, if I'm out in the yard, I'm usually listening to a podcast. When I walk our dog little moo-moo at night, um, listening to a podcast. I can listen to a 10-minute podcast and make a loop around the block and get content in. Um, so I think that's really cool. It's passive content. Now, you can't read a blog while you're driving, and it's kind of hard to watch a video. Like You probably shouldn't do that, but podcasting, no, right. no problem, yeah. right? So to me, that's really neat, and that's one of the reasons why I, you know, I wanted to hop on the, uh, you know, the podcast medium to put out some information. So um, so I thought we should tell people I thought we should tell people who we are um, and the and the and the reason why I thought it would be cool for us to put out content as a podcast because we're a husband and wife business team like we've basically been doing business together for close to close to 10 years like right like yeah doing business type stuff together you've always been with me with my crazy ideas um, we've been married for six years almost six years now yeah coming up on six Um and so I thought it'd be kind of cool to, you know, share that story of like working with a spouse, what it's like, like stuff that we go through, how we operate our business, 
and like we know countless so we're from mobile alabama so wherever you're listening from if you're here in mobile if you're in alabama if you're in california or across the world whatever so we live in alabama and we have tons of friends ourselves that are in business together absolutely right like if if we had to sit here and make a list i I don't know we could probably spend 20 minutes and come up with at least 20 to 30 i would think couples that are like doing business together in some form or fashion yeah and so that was like part of my reasoning for this right because i was like man there's all these people and and we often talk about connecting with other entrepreneurial couples and couples that are in business together and like talking to them about the things that they're going through and how that works and what's going on. And so I would like to think that this podcast will not only be for like just general people that are learning business skills and kind of can learn what we go through and the trials and things that we learn, but also couples out there that are married couples that are like in business together. Is my thinking. Yeah, it takes a little bit more um, planning around whenever you have a spouse working with a spouse. Your whole life is kind of business and doing life together. So it makes it a little bit more interesting. It's a little bit more of a balance. Totally doable. I think we've done... We've done it well over the years, and I think that helps that we actually got started before we got married, but I know a lot of couples are married for years before they get started into a business, so hopefully we can share our experience and, you know, learn from others. Yeah, and kind of related to that, like we talk to a number of people, and usually it's people that are a little bit older than us, so we're kind of in our mid-30s. Usually people that are older than us, I feel like, they say, oh my gosh, I can never work with my spouse. Like, we hear that Not a lot. true. If you can be married to your spouse and run a household, you can totally work with your spouse. But, and like, I mean, I get, like, I get where they're coming from. I see what they're saying. I guess they're saying like, oh my gosh, we already do all this other stuff. We have to, like, come to... Uh, agreements on and and um, you know discuss and all these decisions you have to make as a married couple and so like oh I can never work with my spouse and I totally like I totally get I totally get where they're coming from but for us I feel like it's been a really good experience and I think we have a really good work life balance sometimes we don't turn it off because like in today's world with technology and stuff like you know we're, we're plagued with the same thing everyone's plagued with which is like screens always in front of your face and like so we have to ch- pick and choose when to turn it off and make sure that we're controlling that uh, we like doing something called workations where yeah. we've literally done like two or three of those where we go and just actually focus and work for weekends stay the, stay the weekend in like a random kind of um, not super expensive hotel and just stay there and kind of hunker down and get some stuff done. Um, the reason that we do that is because for the most part, we work from home. Mm-hmm. And so there's always that dishes and laundry and the dog and, oh, I need to go do this or I need to run this errand. And getting away from all of that, I feel like, is really beneficial. It's totally focused on work so you can actually get stuff done um, in the same room with your business partner. Exactly. Totally agree. And it, it it probably sounds like we're workaholics, like saying that the workation thing. No, yeah. But like, that's not true because, yeah, we, I would say we have what I consider very, now, I, I don't do very well in like adding up the amount of time that we spend working every week, but I would say I don't really care about that because it's really more about like results. Like, I'm, I'm more about results, like results driven. Um, but like we are able to be flexible, right. And do certain things. And if we wanted to take a couple hours in the afternoon and do whatever, um, sometimes we get to ride with each other to go to appointments or do things, um, which is really incredible. But then we also 
make choices like spend uh, a weekend doing work at a, a place you know and th- those are just things that we're able to do which i think's you know pretty pretty cool um but that's like a lifestyle that we've chosen you know we've kind of chosen that for ourselves so um so I want to tell people just a little bit kind of like, you know, rewind back 10 years kind of and just go through some things. I actually had to make a list because in all honesty, I'll forget, like forget things that we've done or whatever. Uh, but so so I lived in New Zealand after I graduated college uh, till 2007, came back. So first business for me was actually got into the real estate business by I started flipping houses, renovating, uh, renovating and flipping houses. Found a business partner in town, did that. Ended up getting my real estate license, which is where you and I connected mm-hmm. in the real estate world. You actually sold some properties for us. You gave me leads. Yeah, gave you leads, and you sold properties for us as a real estate agent. Um, I ended up getting my real estate license. Uh, you and I ended up starting a company together which we still own today, called real Forefront estate. Real Estate, yeah. uh, a real estate brokerage, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so that's that. So we still actually, that company still exists today. You know, we still have it. We do very part-time real estate, but we do some. Uh, so fast forward, I created a company with a, a guy, incre- I was a fan, like a fanboy, first of all. So um, creating... I call it modern rustic. So art pieces he was making out of metal, metal art pieces. So we created a company called Mob City Metals, and we're literally creating boutique-style furniture, like high-end custom furniture. The signature piece that we had was a coffee table that was made out of a a car hood, but it it was insanely modern and like sleek and cool, right? And so we did that. And so that company, I think, was in existence for maybe a couple of years. We ended up kind of just going different directions, kind of had different visions for what we were doing. Um, But I'm still a huge fan. Maybe I can talk him into doing more pieces for us in the future, like on a personal level. Like he actually did the countertops in our house and like stair rails and light fixtures and stuff. Just insanely talented. So that's that business. Um, Then, so I have on this list Bottega Collection. Oh, yes. Bottega. Bottega Collection. You want to to talk about that for a second? Like what it was and... So Bottega Collection came to us. We weren't really seeking it out. Um, 2013, we had a friend of ours who was running the business, and she was moving to a different state and kind of just needed to to let the business go. So we saw an opportunity and purchased it. We turned it into an online-slash-in-store-slash- fashion truck business over a course of three years and it was a lot of fun brooks worked on that with me that was not just a me thing he renovated a mac tools truck turned it into a fashion truck for us and we were always going to market together and those kinds of things so that was a lot of fun we weren't um we weren't separate on that just because it was a women's boutique he absolutely was part of every step of the way. Let's get real. Like I had, I had good taste. You like you trusted, you trusted oh, yeah. my taste. Like you wanted me to go to market, right? And you would pick out clothes. You'd be like, "What about this?" I was like, "No." You're like, "This? No. This? No. This? Yeah, yes, your taste this, was pretty. Yes. This? Yeah. No." And I just gave you like my gut instinct from a guy, right? Like what I thought like was it was attractive pieces. And, you were right on ninety five percent of the time. But that so that business like that business, uh, like I wouldn't say it. It's not like a success or a failure. We kind of just like left it because so so we had online we had a store downtown which still exists. So we sold we sold the business locally to a young lady. 
Um, and then the truck, dude, we could actually say we flipped, we flipped a fashion truck. We literally flipped the truck, right? Because we purchased it for whatever in Louisiana, like a couple hours from here. I, I was terrified and scared and drove it back a couple hours in the interstate, this giant 20 something foot truck, box truck. Uh, we renovated it fully, right? Ran, ran a business out of it. And then we just realized that like it was over time, it's like, it's nights and weekends. Like, you know, the only time to make money was at events, events that happened mainly on nights and on weekends. And just after a certain amount of that, I think we were just like, eh, okay, this is like, it's enough of this. Yeah. Um, Which would have been fine mm-hmm. if we didn't have other businesses that we were working, yeah, you point. know, 24 seven is in addition to that business. So it was, it was a little bit much. That was the that was the kind of the breaking point for us. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. It wasn't like the only thing we were focused on. And so, and you guys will learn this as we go on. Mandy is the one that reins me in. I'm the one with these crazy ideas. I literally have a list of probably a hundred plus ideas at any given time. Yeah, and she's she's making a funny face right now because she's it's making her tired, making her head hurt. But so, <laughs> but that, I mean, that's how we go. So, I mean, I think life and business is a giant adventure. And so it's like my YouTube channel, I have a YouTube channel. It's all about that. You can look up Brooks Conkle or destroy the box with Brooks. Like, I think we shouldn't think outside the box. We should try to destroy the box. Like, it's just, it's the way that I try to think. And I think life's too short. And I think if you see something that seems that you might be passionate about or that you might want to try, doggone it, I think you should do it. Yeah, because absolutely. we've had too many, too many friends and situations and stuff happen where people think they're going to live, like literally live life another, you know, 30 years or 50 years or whatever, and they don't. And we've seen that personally. And so I think you just have to, if there's something you want to do and something you want to try, like life is short. It's an adventure. Like give it, give it a go. Like, so that's kind of, I feel like what we did with the fashion truck. Um, it turned out really well because we actually flipped it, right? We actually, you know, we made, we made, made money on the truck. We sold it to an organization in, I don't remember the state. Do you remember the state? Missouri. Missouri. So this, so actually kind of a neat, happy ending, this organization, that's a nonprofit organization in Missouri. Um, it was like a goodwill on wheels kind of, it was, is is that a way to describe it? It was. So they made an offer to purchase it. They drove down, um, they bought the vehicle from us and they drove it away and it was like, happy ending i mean i don't know if we've seen a, have we seen a photo of it or anything in the- i am not sure okay. like if it is on the road or if yeah. it is in a shop getting worked on i don't know okay i, don't know. Okay. I haven't seen it uh oh speaking of, speaking of getting worked on that's a story for another day we did like yeah. blow it up almost one day and had to redo the like electrical all the electrical in it because um yeah side note if you're going to do a fashion truck and it takes 110 don't plug 220 uh don't plug it into a 220 um, things explode. Yeah, things things can go wrong. So, so that is Bottega Collection. Um, I'll move on to another one. Like locally, if anyone's hearing from us, they probably know that we run a local media company called the Mobile Rundown. The Mobile Rundown. The Mobile Rundown. And what do we do there? We connect the community. What we we connect the community. We um, our tagline is "Get out and do mobile," and that is basically encouraging everyone in our community to get out and go to events and get involved in the organizations and things that are happening in our city. Exactly. So, what I think, what I personally think is really cool about this business is that so it's basically like a side hustle for for I don't know five years. It's literally like a brand that's like seven or eight years old. Yeah. And it was like a side hustle forever. About a year ago, you know, we were doing multiple things and you wanted to focus on one business. You wanted to focus on the mobile rundown. And so 
kind of turned it into a full endeavor, full-time endeavor for you. And you kind of helped it kind of explode into actually becoming what I would consider a local media company. Um, what I think also is neat about that is so, okay, within the last year, the last 12 months, it's expanded, right? So not expanded as in like changed who it is. Like it's still the mobile rundown the company is. But so we've always talked about events. We we tell people cool events, what's going on. We want to connect the community. And I know I, I'm always pushing for crazy ideas, but I was like, well, why, why are we just telling people what to do? Why don't we produce events? Why aren't we putting on events ourselves, right? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. why not? Again, you won't we have nothing else to do. Let's do events too. Yeah, yeah, we don't have anything yeah. to do. Let's let's yeah. do events. So, so we did that, um, which I'm super pumped about. So we last year we pr- produced the first ever King Cake Off. So oh, if you're familiar, man. if you're familiar with Mardi Gras, you know yeah. about. You know about king cake king cake yeah i know that was an event so yeah you'll learn that i am usually very hesitant whenever brooks has an idea and want to do something but so we teamed up with another um set of what do you call them business partners for the king cake off and we went in and put on a sold out event in the first year and so if you don't know anything about mardi gras king cakes they have a long history to them but they're very popular around that time and so and there are a lot of different varieties kinds and so we did an entire festival around just the king cake and it was very successful it was wonderful it was wonderful a lot of um a lot of kids a lot of families came out and we are doing it again this year hopefully getting bigger and better every year as we go Exactly. So, like, I I feel that it can become one of the huge staple events, not only in our city, but I genuinely think even along the Gulf Coast, um, that we could become a giant event that has thousands of people at it every year that people look forward to. I think people are already looking forward to it this year, and we're literally just getting to the point where we're starting to talk about it. Um, Another event, and I won't go into detail about it, but so I have a business partner. We produced an event called the Gulf Coast BizCon, so an event for entrepreneurs or anyone that relates to the idea of being an entrepreneur, what that even means. So it could be employees or or people just with side hustles or someone that works at a nonprofit that wants to be savvy. It doesn't matter, anyone that relates to that stuff. So we put on a conference for that. And so my goal is to produce four to five large events per year in our community. So we're on, we have, uh, you know, we're considering those to be two. Um, We have another idea that may come to fruition. We have another um, event called Biz Kids that we're actually producing this fall at the fair, at our fairgrounds. And that could actually end up being one of the larger events. It may be, it may be a small, smaller periphery event, but it could actually become one of the larger staple events. I mean, you know, time will tell for that. It's going to be a great event either way this year. Um, it's going to be pretty awesome. So you can get information about all this stuff at themobilerundown.com if you want to check us out and see kind of what we're doing there. Um, so, But that also, I would say, led to, I don't want to say a publication business because we're, we, we wouldn't have come out and started a publication business, but it has led us to get into the publication world and understand that, right? Now we print... So we actually print four quarterly magazines per year that are available for free to our our users around town. And then out of that, I would say, did lead us to an idea for an independent magazine 
project based around something we already do called Do Some Good Mobile, where we highlight local nonprofits in the area. And But we wouldn't have gotten there, one, if we hadn't started the Mobile Rundown, and two, if we hadn't said, hey, let's give this quarterly magazine a shot, right, and sell ad- advertising in it um, and see if it can be profitable and also expand our brand and help connect the community, right? Like, I don't think we would have yeah. ever even had the idea for the Do Some Good magazine. Well, it wasn't until I went full-time with the rundown back in about 2015 that I learned that not only did advertisers, they didn't want to just do digital, and that's all that we were. We were a purely digital company. They were interested in print as well, and we thought print was dead. And then we also ran into you know users who wanted something that they can hold in their hands and not something that was online. And so we found out that just because we're in the digital world and that's how we, <laughs> that's how we think everything is, um, that people wanted something different. So... Uh, the quarterly events magazines came out, and then, yeah, we, we got to lead into a publication called Do Some Good, which was super successful in its first year, and we're excited to do that again January of 2020, bring that back out, highlighting some more nonprofits in our area that are doing some good. Yeah, so um, we won't, I don't want to keep going on and on, but like there are two more, two more projects that I want to um, – that I want to just kind of, I guess, go over projects or businesses. So one is, uh, so I'm a partner in a local franchise, uh, my first experience in a franchise. And so that's been super interesting, kind of learning that whole world and how that operates. And and so that business is called Cartridge World. So we service local businesses and people with ink containers. We actually give out free printers to them if they're using our product. And so we have a physical presence for that. And we're actually making a huge business kind of adjustment. Uh, I would say pivot, but it's not pivot's not really the right word. Um, a change, I guess. It's, it's had a large retail presence over the last like six or seven years. But now we're focusing, the business model is moving to focusing on businesses. So we're actually... Um, in the in the midst of doing that right now, changing from a retail space where we did not re-sign a retail lease and um, go into an office where we will just service business customers. So I think it's the right change for us, but kind of exciting. We're literally in the middle of all that right now. And then the last one I'll bring up, it's more, I don't want to call it a bit, I almost didn't want to even mention it but i mean like i want to anyway just because it is it is technically like a way that we generate uh income or whatever but like the beach body business yeah so and you should talk about that more but the i I can tell people my reason for for now doing i'm actually going to join you uh my wife as Mm -hmm. a coach we're kind of gonna like coach people together like through through health and fitness um all right, I'll just give people my take real quick. And so I watched Mandy for a couple of years. She's coaching people in the program. And then this last year, I watched her literally spend the majority of a year train for a fitness competition. And it was amazing to see. It was awesome. After that, she said, I want to do it again. And she said, hey, do you want to coach me? I was like, you know what? Yes. And here's the reason why. For me, it's all about accountability. Like I want to get healthier. I want to lose probably five to 10 pounds and just kind of keep a consistent weight and what? just be healthy. What? You don't healthy. want abs? <laughs> I don't care about abs, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I have abs. Everyone has abs Everyone somewhere. has abs, yeah. That, that's what you told me. You told me everyone has abs it's down true. there. That's true. Um, we all have abs. So, But like for me, like I want to do it just to become uh, accountable to a group of people, and I think it'd be cool. It's kind of like having our own virtual gym and communicate with people or whatever. But I mean, I mean, you, 
you talk a little bit more about it and tell, tell people why they're why you're doing it or whatever. So Beachbody came to me after really years of a fitness journey that I've been on. I struggled with weight as a child and then um, ended up getting into fitness as a teenager and fell in love. I proceeded then to get a degree in health education and really thought that I was going to change the world with something with fitness and then life got in the way and as you can hear from the last 15 minutes of our conversation, we've been doing some things and so I haven't really put that degree to use and so in about 2015, 2016, I came across Beachbody and if you're not familiar with Beachbody, it's um, a complete fitness company that offers fitness programs and fitness accountability and the way that they sell that is through coaching and so I got interested in that got very involved and it was a pleasure to get to work with people and to see them change and to see them gain confidence and see that they can do something that they felt that they could always or they felt that they would never be able to do so um yeah here we are so I started coaching and yep did my first fitness competition which is a whole sure podcast episode in itself but um i'm glad that i have inspired you to come alongside of me and and do it so we're about to do a little 21 day exercise fitness meal planning thing with um with some people in our area and i'm excited to see or not in our area if people they can be from yeah if they they can can be from anywhere and so um yeah I'm, i'm excited to see brooks stay on track with anything for 21 days no cheats i'm pumped i'm yeah. pumped i'm just looking for an excuse not to eat cheetos for 21 days you know what i mean <sighs> so that's kind of what i'm that's kind of what i'm going for yeah so well that i think that kind of covers like kind of where we've come from most of like the bigger kind of business ideas yeah there's tons of like other smaller things as well like so for me personally i have a you know a blog i have a number of courses on udemy where i have almost close to 10,000 students now in about like 150 countries, which is kind of, kind of cool. Um, to me, uh, you know, I'm, I have a, a YouTube channel that I'm, I'm growing as well. So, you know, feel free to hop over there and, and find me. All right, guys. Cool. So that's mostly us. We, if we missed anything, we'll circle back on the next episode and we're going to be talking about all kinds of cool stuff and what we've run through and what we are currently running through in our business and businesses and we'll we'll teach you everything as we go so connect with you guys later peace out